my love, my beautiful Bonnie. This week is all about focus. I have been thinking about this for a while. Uh, I'm trying not to like just topically go over every complaint you have or every, but I know there are a lot of issues at work that you have that are they're a lot similar like mine. And one of those is focus. Today is a Tuesday. It's one of my most favorite days, and not just beca- not because I'm away from the children, but because I I really love working at my office. I I really love it. And the problem is, I don't. I have very poor focus. So I'm going to share just some things that I've done in my life about focusing on the task at hand, and see if maybe that translates to you. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe you just like hearing my voice. Oddly, I don't think I like hearing my voice. Um, at least not alone. My other podcast, it's nice to hear it um, partly back with other people. So um, today I, I was supposed to like go through a stack of papers, at least 20 files I needed to just work up and complete stuff on. And I probably got through five or six. And I know my work is a lot different from yours because you have to bill certain hours. And I don't, I just have to finish things, and it's very hard to finish. But a lot of times you come home and the your worry is you weren't productive and you just weren't focused, or maybe you were focused, but the computer's having problems and and that's an issue. And I, I mean, I, I remember walking around, or not walking around, but being in your office and like just seeing the computer programs um, failing and freezing and having to restart and reopen and you have to open up a bunch of windows, and and that's hard because it freezes stuff. But if you don't do that, I mean, it's I can't imagine the the issues you have to go through every day. I mean, I wish wish it could be quantified, like how many how much time you actually spend on computer issues. Like they should like change your title to clinical worker two slash um, computer maintenance. Uh, one of the things I remembered about focus is. When just some tips, and I don't take it or leave it. It helped me pass the bar. You, you know how long the darn bar exam was. It was oh, very long, and if you lost focus for a second, you would probably not get points, and you'd probably get the question wrong. So one of the things that my professor taught me, her name is Rosemary Lapuma. I love her to death. I haven't seen her since um, bar study, but I followed her every word, and that's why I'm a lawyer. <laughs> It's one of the reasons, is she taught us how to recognize when our brain was trailing off. So I, I think at the beginning of every day, we should pray that we have focus on the on the job at hand. And it's so hard for me. I think it's worse for me than for you. I think you focus very well. I don't. But right now, even like in a way, it's ironic. I'm doing this podcast on focusing, and I really kind of should be going back to work. But I want to uh, keep this habit up of at least putting a, a podcast up a week. I'm trying to do two, but we'll see how long that lasts. It's really hard to talk for like 20 or so minutes nonstop. So, so one thing that Professor Lapuma taught us was if you lose focus, uh, if you catch yourself losing focus, just stop what you're doing. Like she taught us a few stretches with our arms and stretch with our legs. One of one of the things she says is drop your pencil and on the ground, and then reach down and get it. And somehow the stretching releases endorphins or something, and that just kind of resets your mind. You know physiologically better than I do, being a clinical psychologist. But um, 
I did that a lot of times during the bar exam when I caught myself trailing on a question. And then afterwards, I went back to that question. What's hard is, for the bar at least, each question was its own universe. So the trick was to live in that one universe, one universe at a time. So it's kind of hard for you to do that because you're in your office and you can't just say, well, this is the case workup I have to do or the notes and it's like the universe. There's so many other extraneous things coming at you. And I don't know, what you'll need to do is maybe pray to keep those away or we'll just maybe pray that you're not distracted by extraneous things or that you know, the computer doesn't fail. Uh, I mean, I'm trailing off. I really don't... It, it, it kind of it really applied to me when I was taking the bar, but right now in my office, there's so many things that distract me. Uh, one thing that actually helps for my office is when I clean it, and you know, it's spotless, so to speak. That actually helps. One of my old coworkers, his name was John Mendenhall, you walked into his office and it was completely spotless. You didn't even see any files around. I mean, it was pristine like, like a museum. And he worked on one case at a time only. I don't know you do that as well, so I'm not trying to give you any pointers like telling you how to be a psychologist. But he literally opened up one case file, he put it on his desk, and he looked at it and that was it. He may have had um, a statute book with him. I don't even know if that the analogy to a, from a statute book to like the DSM-4 even works. Um, but he would just have the statute book out, and he would, then that case would be the only thing he's working on. I don't know if that's even possible with your kind of desk situation. They really don't give you a big desk. So I don't know how that works. Another thing that I was thinking about with yours, because they expect you to do notes while, while in therapy, which seems really impersonal, because the way your desk is situated, you'd have to have like your back to the person. So I don't know how that would work. Um, one of the things I was thinking of is how to like combat that is, and again, please, please forgive me if I sound condescending. I really don't want to. I've just been thinking a lot about your work and the stress you're under because the stress you're under is the stress I'm under and the stress and that affects us and it affects our kids. And I'm not trying to guilt you, but th and that's why I think about it a lot. So one of the things I, I thought of was if you have like a certain client comes in and maybe has the same issue over and over again, I don't know, maybe have buzzwords or something or like maybe have generic stuff written out for the notes and just hit copy paste. I don't even know if you could do that. Maybe that's Medi-Cal or Medicare fraud, so don't do that. Um, but I was thinking like maybe having some keyboard shortcuts for each client like, maybe not even name it, but, like, just have, you know, this is client number or whatever that can't get traced back. And here are, like, keywords the person always says that, that you need to put into your notes or something. I don't know. They, they're just a thought. I'm, I really don't want to send kind of sending, and I, I don't want you to turn this off because I'm being a jerk. Um, another thing uh, I thought about is, uh, I know this sounds terrible, writing the notes up ahead of time <laughs> based on what you think they're going to say. Um, I'm sure that I, I hope that's not fraud um, if it is I, it doesn't mean you're doing it it just um, I'm just take it with a grain of salt uh, this podcast is only meant for you and that doesn't mean that any, that you're going to be doing it and we'll talk privately to see if it's even useful 
Um, one of the things I got in trouble a lot at when I was a when I worked for the government as a lawyer is they always said note up your file, and I never really did it that well because all the files they were always mine, so it didn't seem like to be a huge issue for me because I always knew what my notes meant. And some some people were like really nitty gritty about it. It's like well. It's my file, so don't worry about it. But the problem is, <laughs> I'm not there. So, you know, all the files I used to have, people are going to have to figure it out. So, I think, you know, one of the things that our senior pastor is talking a lot about at church and is really pushing home, um, especially during Kaleo, or the, the pastor was talking about how our pastor really wants this to be, we need to be more prayerful and prayer warriors. And I, I think... Starting the day on your knees in your office, praying for productivity and focus is going to do a huge amount of help for you. And you know what? I'm going to do that too. Every morning, um, if I think about you during the day, I'm going to get on my knees and pray that, that you have focus. I remember a funny story my dad used to tell before he kind of like started losing his memory was when we were working, when we were... Um, running the handicapped baseball team. We had one uh, one uh, player named Susie. You know who it is. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to say uh, last names. But this is this is in the 90s, but the Karate Kid was still really fresh in our minds and uh, some like they hit, the other team hit a ground ball to Susie literally inches away. I was there. I was at second base with the, my buddy Reed, uh, rest in peace. And the ball went right next to Susie, and she like looked at it and just started kept talking to her buddy. See, all the kids had quote unquote buddies to just be around them in case, you know, just so to catch a ball so they didn't get hurt or anything like that, and for a lot of reasons. But Susie just looked at it and kept talking. My dad said he yelled, and he's gonna tell it differently because he tells it differently every time. But you know, my memory is weird, and I remember conversations. <coughs> my dad yelled, "Hey, Susie!" Why didn't you get the ground ball? And she said, I'm just not focused, George. And my dad laughed so hard. Everyone was laughing. It was great. It was funny. We learned so many things from those kids. Oh, really, it was hard on me at the time, but I look back at those days as really reminisce. That being said, I can't not give you some of my favorite movie scenes about focus. First one is Karate Kid 2, and he's about to break some uh, some ice. But just listen, I love this line of dialogue, and I think this podcast is almost as much for me as it is for you. But whenever someone says focus, or whenever you say you need productivity, I think of Mr. Miyagi. So, basically, Mr. Miyagi came in and, and uh, said that Daniel could break all six slabs of ice. And if you didn't hear, it may have been a little grainy. Was that, he's like, what are you expecting me to do? And he says, focus. And he's like, what are you going to do? Pray. So, let this be a symbiotic relationship between you, me, and God. That every day you're at work, every, and I know the times now, even though they're still kind of fuzzy, I'm going to be praying incessantly that you have focus and productivity. And uh, you should be praying too. There's nothing more biblical than 
bringing our our stress and our worry to God because as the Bible says his uh, yoke is easy and his burden is light or something like that but I'd be remiss to have this podcast without uh, quoting some scripture and then I'm going to quote you my favorite I'm not going to quote you you're going to listen to my favorite movie scene with the with the term focus in it I bet you're really enjoying this I hope so of course Proverbs is one of them, Proverbs 4:25. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. I'm going back and forth on some scriptures, but this actually stuck out to me. Um, 1 Peter 3, verse 17. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. I think a lot about your work. And I know you go back and forth and you hem and you haw and... Some days are, are really hard, and, and you call me up and you say, I need to quit. <coughs> um, most of the time, if you think about your job, you're very grateful for their flexibility and, and their benefits. Um, and so I think it's important. You know, you're doing something very good. You're serving a population that's underserved, and that's amazing. And I think that is God's will. And you're not doing evil. You don't work for Kaiser. Yeah, that's um, pretty much, I mean, there are some scripture I found that could be for around focus, but those are actually pretty good. Some of the others are a little long and uh, very, like, tertiary, not really, um, and way too abstract for, for focus. But let me um, quote you my favorite line in, in the movie series, any movie series about focus. And uh, I think about this seen a lot, and I, I'm sure you're going to love this. I know you would. I can feel your anger. It gives you focus. Makes you stronger. So, take it from Lord Sidious, or Emperor Palpatine, or Chancellor Palpatine. Whatever emotion you feel, that gives you focus the best, is the best to, to channel focus, so long as it's not sinful, I guess. I mean, actually, that's bad theology if it's sinful and you focus. <coughs> Growing up, and you know this a lot about me, but what really helps me focus is negative um, reinforcement. So if someone says I can't do something, you better believe it's going to happen. In my experience being with you, I don't think positive reinforcement works because you've been so down on yourself lately, you just refuse to believe it. So I wonder what helps you really get determined. Maybe is it thinking about our kids or is it thinking about the population you serve? Maybe it's thinking about how you're witnessing for Christ to people. Even even if they don't know you're a Christian, you are. So we can at least agree on that. So I wonder... What motivates you to be determined? Maybe that's the best question. Maybe I'll leave you with some homework this week. And maybe, and I don't know if you listen to these or not. You kind of, I think you really like the movie scenes more than my voice because you mentioned them a little bit more. And that's totally fine. Um, <coughs> um, I mean, it really is funny how that car committed suicide. But maybe think about what emotion or what thing motivates you to be determined? Like, what motivated you to, 
I'm stepping outside of my office because it's stuffy. What motivated you to go to grad school and stay in grad school? What motivated you? My God, here's a good one. What motivated you to stay with me? It's got to be love. Um, but still, it's the same thing that motivates you not to kill our children is love. But, but maybe what motivates your productivity? Is it not having stress during the weekends? Is it leaving work knowing you did a good job for the for your work or for your clients or for the county or so that's something that's something you should think about um, something I think about what, what motivates me personally is the my business is my name so if I don't do a good job my name might be tarnished and there goes my business so trying to protect my name and my reputation more than anything because I mean when I was a public defender it, who cared really like I, I wasn't so worried about my reputation because I knew I was doing a good job and public defenders have bad reputations anyways and my colleagues and supervisors thought my work was fine but now now that I have no safety net it's a little bit different and so I want to definitely my, I'm definitely motivated to do things the right way fast um, and not not particularly costing my clients a lot of money. So that's so. Maybe ask yourself what motivates you. Maybe it's me. I won't be offended if it's not. Um, we're rounding second. We have about 17 minutes in. I um, I really appreciate all the work you do when you're with the kids and allow me to even have this freedom um, to work to stretch out and like have my own solitude because that's how I recharge and I love how you recharge by being around the kids that's that baffles me I don't no clue how that works but but I think you know thinking about this I, I think we need to start a Bible study again with people and I think we really need to work hard on it maybe give, make an announcement at Kaleo or what because I think one of the things that's just that's bringing us both down our spiritual walk is awful and that's on me as like the spiritual head of the family I, I should be I should be um, doing a lot better and that's I feel convicted on that but I think we we need to bring other families into our house and, and talk more about scripture and not do bible studies quote unquote but like just go through the bible and not have to worry about what other people interpret the Bible as being as let it go through and struggle with it. I think that's I think that's that would be that would do a ton of good for us. And maybe we should look into it like another marriage retreat. Um that might be something. I'm walking into my office again. It's a little cold. <coughs> I don't know what else to say regarding focus. Um but I hope you can, and again, another ironic thing is you're listening to this and probably not being productive because you're listening to this about focus. The irony is very rich in this episode. I think I'm going to leave you on, uh, well, since you're focusing, you might as well have some type of montage uh, theme song. And I'll tell you this, Rocky II has one of the best soundtracks for montage uh, songs. That's probably where they actually came up with the idea. It's extremely 
I think it's still in the 70s. It's extremely 80s, but it's extremely retro. I love this scene. I'm gonna, you're going to have to listen to it um, through this YouTube, and I hope it sounds okay. But um, in Rocky II, Adrian goes into a coma after giving birth to their son, and she wakes up, and Rocky refuses to fight because he needs to be by her bed. And there's nothing... I talk about motivation. There's nothing more motivating to a man than a woman. And you sit back and realize that I'm not a lawyer but for your motivating me and telling me I'm good enough and saying that I could do it and I could succeed. Having you always in my corner has been and will always be the, the greatest, one of the greatest honors of my life. Knowing that you're there and you believe in me is, is what makes me the man that I am today. You know, I remember you described my, me to, I think, Miss O. You said, you know, he's, he's a diamond in the rough. He's different than, like, his friends. He's, there's something special about him. And you saw it. And uh, I'm so grateful that you saw it. I really am. I, I, I know full well that I don't have potential. I'm living my potential because of you and because of how you motivate me. And nothing really sounds better or explains that better than this scene where Rocky's talking to Adrian after she wakes up. And you're going to listen to the whole song, too. I mean, you could turn it off, I guess. but uh, And then we'll close with this. So I love you, and uh, I hope you have a great, productive, focus-filled rest of your work. You look so tired. Why don't you go get some sleep? Oh, no, no, I feel great. I feel great. Listen, I've been thinking. If you don't want me mixing with Creed no more... We'll make out some other kind of way, you know? There's one thing I want you to do for me. What? Come here. What? Win. Win. What are we waiting for? Take this! Sledgehammer at a junkyard. Doing one-headed push-ups at a child's playground. This is a great montage. You can only see it to believe it. <laughs> Sit up. Jumping rope. Pick him up. Hey, come up. Wearing a tank top that says "Win, Rocky, Win." Yeah. Moving a medicine ball around. Wait, 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 Picks it back up, so it's fine. Lifting some weight, but I'll, again, I'll, I will never lift. Get down, boy, are you? Push! Push! 
more sit-ups but better incrementally he's in, he's uh, improving it's standard montage plot now he's wearing a crucifix while he's training which symbolizes his faith in God So that was a great montage, and I feel really productive now. I'm going to do a bunch of stuff. Oh, no, i got to go. Darn it. Um, hope you have a great day, and uh, enjoy the ending song. I love you. Bye. Why should I lie down for them? Eh?
what you see is what you'll get from me I'm stronger than they think They can force me to the brink again But now I know I'll win 